data is the pollution problem of the information age and protecting privacy is the environmental challenge. This is Aaron Levine, LG Insurance, coming at you with a little bit of information with respect to what's going on in cyber insurance. I'm actually giving a presentation live to the Monmouth County Bar Association. Uh, I'm pleased that uh, Brad Batcha and the attorneys from the association invited me to speak uh, about what's going on in cyber insurance, right? It's not just cybersecurity. Insurance is one of the layers and one of the protections for the cybersecurity process. Um, and we all need to continue to be educated and update our awareness. But the insurance portion of it is exponentially getting out of control and more challenging. And if you're not well set up for it, you're gonna have a difficult time getting the insurance portion. Yes, I'm a criminal. My crime is that of curiosity. My crime is that of outsmarting you. Something you will never forgive me for. I'm a hacker and this is my manifesto. You may stop this individual, but you can't stop us all. After all, we're all alike. It's a scary quote because it's not just one individual. You know, the hacking industry is that of an industry. The ransomware industry is that of a billion dollar industry and it's not going away. And as business owners, both small, mid-sized and large businesses, we need to continue to protect ourselves and make sure we can train our staff um, along with it. There's two numbers that I'm looking at right now, 300 million and the number one. The number one is that cyber crime is the largest risk now for small and mid-sized business owners. If a business owner had to make a choice between a fire policy and a cyber policy, I'm apt to have them take the cyber policy instead of that fire policy because they're significantly more likely to have a breach or hack attempt on them than they are gonna have a fire happen to them. Super important, one of the pieces of a cyber policy is business interruption because that hack will take you out. Just like business interruption is super important in that fire policy. The 300 million number is that of potential ransomware attacks in the last year. I think the number is significantly higher than that now, but that's a huge number of attacks. We only hear about the big ones. Um, the Marriott's and the Home Depot's of the world, but there's so many small attempts, especially on small service businesses that have related transactions and a lot of outside vendor relationships. These are significant uh, issues going on within you know the legal and professional service industries. You know, again, I'm Aaron Levine. I'm not wearing that mask, um, but you can reach me at my email address there. Um, cybersecurity is super important. We need to make sure that our systems are protected. I think it's very important that everybody, every business owner should use a managed service provider in some way, shape or form, some professional to help you set up your security, to make sure you have your multi-factor authentication. I think these are all gonna be important steps in obtaining cyber insurance, um, which we'll get to shortly. Now, premium, cost. How much does it cost to buy a cyber insurance policy? There's a lot of things that are gonna affect the cyber policy. One is what kind of limits are we purchasing with respect to that policy? Is it a small policy, 250,000, 500,000, a million? Or are we looking at a higher limit policy because we're working with some larger organizations where we need five, 10 million, $25 million, and I've seen as high as a $50 million request for cyber insurance coverage for a vendor to a very large um, financial institution. 
the coverage. What kind of coverage exists within the policy? Oftentimes we see a business owner policy will add data breach coverage. That is a simple one line first party coverage for data breach. If you are breached, you have a duty to notify. And by law, we have a duty to notify all of our clients, whether they be our uh, people that use credit cards in our business, or are, if you're an accountant, you have everybody's tax returns um, as an insurance agent, all of our insurance clients, right? Anybody that could be affected by your breach with their personal identifiable information being uh, stolen, you have a duty to notify. So a BOP policy may cover the small portion of the data breach, but if you want a policy that's going to also cover invoice manipulation, extortion, other funds-related theft items, ransomware, business interruption, um, and those significant coverages, you're going to have a more robust policy. And then obviously the exposures. What kind of business are you? What are your areas of practice if you're a service business? Um, what are your revenues? How many employees, vendors, independent contractors do you have and do you work with that have access to your systems? All important factors in determining a premium, a cost of insurance, based on the risks associated. Do you have multi-factor authentication? Uh, do you have certain protocols when it comes to transferring funds? All these questions get asked on the application and it's super important that we answer them correctly. Now, do you have multi-factor authentication? We're finding now that these insurance companies that we deal with, and we deal with several with respect to cyber, um, they all require businesses, insureds, to have multi-factor authentication on their email and any remote desktop protocol that the employer or the insured has access to. We want to be sure that our data is more secure, that MFA is significantly helpful where you get a text uh, sent to your cell phone or an email or there's an additional biometric scan that's attached to your computer. There's different ways that we can solve this MFA problem. Um, and, and having a good managed service provider is going to help you make sure that you have your MFA in place along with uh, a firewall, virus scan, and the endpoint security required. Now, the word you up above me is in red, and it's in red for a reason, and we want to know what the definition of, of you is, right? It's going to be a little bit hard to read this, but the definition of you is very broad. The insured completes the application, but the you... And the U is important because U is what's covered in this policy often cases. Now, I took an exact excerpt from one of our insurance policies. Not every policy is going to be the same, but a lot of them are going to be similar. And the U is a very broad definition. It's not Webster's definition. This is the insurance company's definition of who is a U under this insurance policy. And U could include independent contractors, vendors, employees, insureds, um, and other parties related to the insurance contract. So it's a very broad U, but it's also very well defined so that if it's not a U, so to speak, um, there could be no coverage for that U. Now, going back to the application pro progress process and the minimum standard, antivirus, firewalls, making sure everything is updated quarterly, multi-factor, data back backups are important. Um, you know, we talk about data. Oh, my data's in the cloud. I've got everything in the cloud. I'm not worried about what's going on in the cloud. But we're seeing that managed service providers and these cloud companies are starting to be hacked and breached. 
And what if that information is taken that way? It is most likely your contractual obligation, even with that cloud service provider, that if there is a breach, you're responsible for your clients and you're still on the hook, uh, you know, re regardless. Good luck trying to sue Amazon Workspace if there is a breach on trying to get them to notify your clients for your information that was that was taken from them. So there's a three, two, one rule. Three backups, two offsite, one onsite is super important. And if you have a good managed service provider, they're going to help you get up and running in, in no, no time. Now, if you are transferring money, if you have anything to do with funds, if you're in real estate transactions or insurance and premiums are being transferred, what's the process when funds are being transferred over $10,000? Do you have callback verification? Do you have two people looking at the transaction to make sure everything is, is appropriate? Super important that we make sure that we don't just jump on any email that could have funds being being sent out. You know, when it comes to the insurance policy itself, the third party liability coverages are are a good piece of the puzzle. Network and information security, regulatory defense and penalties, multimedia content liability, um, and PCI fines and assessment. The PCI is the payment card industry. Anybody that takes kind of credit cards and has that information is going to be subject to PCI compliance requirements. Um, when it comes to network and multimedia, it's pay on your behalf. This policy that we are reading from is what's known as a pay on behalf of policy, where the insurance company is going to pay the claim on behalf of the insured, um, and everything is going to become mutually agreeable. They can't, the insured can't say, no, don't pay it, because then there's also what's known as a hammer clause written into these insurance policies where you become on the hook if something goes awry. So you want the insurance company to be the first responsible party, and then you work with the insurance company so that they can pay on, on your behalf if there's a privacy-related issue um, or a multimedia wrongful act. We can dive into definitions um, at, an, at another time, but I want to continue to talk about you know this, this insurance policy. Uh, First-party coverages are going to be your breach response, your crisis management, your business interruption, um, you know, and your funds transfer fraud, right? Stolen money and a breach that disrupts your computer systems and you can no longer operate. You know, how quickly can we get open and operating again? Do we need to go out and purchase new computers? Do we need to get these new computers set up? How, what kind of downtime is involved? Having these coverages in a policy are super important because it's going to help us use resources from the insurance company with the insurance company's money after we pay our deductible to get our business back up and running. And you know, sometimes this forty to $50,000 plus expense is not one that we're ready to activate and handle on our own. I'm in business to generate revenue and create content. You know, I'm not necessarily in business to restore my business back to the current state should a situation arise. I wanna have the experts and the professionals on my team ready to go and be able to get everything back in order. And it's super important to have this contingency plan in place to understand what's going on and to know what the protocol is should a situation arise. If you suspect a breach, it's gonna be super important. One, you gotta shut everything down. Two, you're gonna call the insurance company so that they can get their forensic team involved and help guide you and walk you through the process of the claims handling service. That's a big piece of what these insurance companies are doing because they also want to mitigate their risk. They want to keep the risk low um, and be able to solve problems as, as best they possibly can. So first party, there's significant coverage here on a good policy 
for first party. You see all these different light items. I think they're super helpful. The next major section is the exclusions. Let's be real. Insurance policies are made up of exclusions. Read the exclusions first. They always say, we're not diving into the exclusions right now. There's 26 of them on the insurance policy that I reviewed for the purpose of this presentation right now. Um, and some of them are as simple as bodily injury and property damage, the typical general liability related claims. Um, but we're, we're not going to dive into those. But, you know, there are a lot of exclusions. And if you want to dive into your coverage, it's important to know them. Not that we can necessarily get every exclusion taken off because the cost will be uh, exceptional. So we don't want to incur costs. We just want to make sure we have a reasonable policy for events that could occur. So be conscious of exclusions as, as they could, could show up. Now, this is important to me. Duty to cooperate um, is a requirement of, of your insurance policy, right? The insurance policy is a contract. Your duty to cooperate, to work with the insurance company to help protect your systems, restore your systems, and get back up and running is part of the process. You also do not get compensated by the insurance company for your time that goes into cooperating with the insurance company, right? That's important to know. They're not going to compensate you for doing your work to fix your stuff, okay? However, every other third party that's involved in most cases is going to be covered by the insurance company, um, which goes down to the obligation to not incur any expense or admit liability. Don't admit any liability, right? Don't incur any expenses. Talk to the insurance company. Make sure everything is very well documented with respect to the process, with respect to the claim happening. Um, the insurance companies have teams of technology experts that are there to help us, help you understand what is the next step in the process. So if you think something is going wrong, it is okay to notify the insurance company and have them set you up with one of their vendors to see if there really is an issue going on. Um, another good one, especially for the attorneys in the room, you have the right to select defense counsel from a panel of providers. You're not stuck with a single uh, legal entity if you have a defense-related item, defense-related issue that has to be taken care of. You can choose from a panel. If there's a, an attorney that you would prefer to work with, the insurance company, you can present them to the insurance company, and if they can make a deal, um, they can then represent you at that time. Uh, especially speaking with attorneys, I know this clause is, is important to, to bring up. Cyber extortion. This is our theft, our funds transfer fraud, our theft of funds, our ransomware. Um, this is important as it, it's well defined in, in the insurance policy that there's a breach in the computer system. It shuts your computer system down or there's a straight theft of funds. Um, again, you want to notify the insurance company when something like this happens, but you want to also know that you have this coverage in your insurance policy, which sometimes may have a sublimit associated with it and may not be full boat to the million or two million or however, whatever type policy you buy. So you want to look at this coverage. With respect to ransomware, this policy is written on what's known as a, a pay on behalf of coverage. So the insurance company will pay the ransomware if deemed necessary to pay the ransomware to get your systems back restored and up and running. There are other policies in the market space um, that are reimbursement style policies, where if you had a $100,000 ransomware attempt or attack, you would be responsible for that $100,000 and the insurance company would reimburse you. Super important to be able to check on this pay on behalf of, of basis to know what's going on with respect to, to this. Um, moving on, we have funds transfer fraud. If money is stolen, 
uh, by any means of transfer. This is big, especially when it comes to real estate or any companies that have a lot of vendors and money is changing hands on a consistent and regular basis. You want to make sure you're protected for that funds transfer fraud for the phishing attempt that happens on the business. Um, that's why we asked before during the application slide, do you have a process in place when it comes to transferring or moving more than $10,000? And do you have a callback verification procedure um, if banking instructions, wire instructions do happen to change, right? Doing that callback, not to the number that called you, but to the number that you have on file um, and the number that you're comfortable with using and also talking to the people that you're comfortable with talking to, it's going to help prevent some of these funds transfer fraud uh, incidents that are that are happening out there. Um, so we want to protect our money and we want to protect other people's money as well. Reputational harm is something that's interesting to think about. If you have a major breach, what's going to happen to uh, to your business? Is it going to affect you? Is there going to be any news? Do we need to do anything to repair and restore our reputation with our current clients, future clients, and past clients to make sure that things are still up and operating? I think it's important if the business is down for an, a significant period of time and there's a significant damage done that we have uh, the ability to, uh, to get some coverage back on that. Um, service fraud. Uh, is is another interesting one when it comes to this. If somebody is somebody hacks a service provider, so to speak, of yours, and then they get into your system, do you have coverage for that? Um, is is another one. So the criminals are thinking of new and exciting ways to get to as many people as they can with as little effort as possible. That's why they're going through the managed service providers, software providers, um, and other network service providers and at the same time the insurance for these service providers is going through the roof right now uh, because of the attempts and the attacks that are that are happening on them so we want to make sure that if there is a service fraud uh, attempt on you that there is coverage for those business service fraud um, invoice manipulation this is a sublimited coverage of two hundred and fifty thousand based on this insurance policy that we're we're looking at that somebody create a fake invoice on your behalf, send it out to get a fake payment sent to them instead of you, right? This is an inter uh, uh, an impersonation kind of coverage. It's not necessarily a breach or a hack. They're just impersonating you and trying to defraud somebody else on the other side of the table. That's why it's got a supplement on it. It doesn't have the full million dollars of coverage based on this policy uh, because it does get expensive. But this having this supplement in here is important because otherwise this coverage might not be covered because there is no specific breach. The breach is the triggering event to get the insurance claim filed. And if we don't have a breach, only a misrepresentation, a manipulation, um, or an imposter, you know, there's, there might not be specific coverage. Again, this goes to this impersonation. What if somebody impersonates you to steal somebody else's money? Um, I think having this coverage in here is super important, especially in the real estate business. People are making deposits and down payments and moving funds uh, very fast and furiously. That what if you're the lawyer and somebody calls your client and says, hey, I have a new trust account, you know, send the money to this. Well, there's no breach on you. So therefore, there might not be coverage on your policy. However, this policy broadens that and says, hey, if there's an impersonation event, uh, it says phishing on here, also known as reverse social engineering, stealing money from somebody else by manipulating you. 
uh, it can be done and have some limited protection in here. Um, so this policy that I've used today to highlight some of the important coverages is a very broad policy. We're very happy to, to sell this policy. We work with many other insurance companies with respect to their cyber policies, but this one just reads very nicely. But it's important if you have cyber coverage, be sure to make sure you have everything on there that makes sense for your business. Speaking to a professional like myself or any other independent insurance agent that has uh, the skills and the knowledge with respect to cyber insurance is gonna be helpful to protecting your business. The last thing we want is a breach or a claim. Right. We also don't want to pay the insurance. So let's make sure we have our security in place to prevent the claims, keep the insurance premiums low and keep business moving in the best way we can possibly do it. Thank you again. This is Aaron Levine, LG Insurance.